Hello, and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join our host, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, or KP, and Riddle of Lightning, Real or Josh, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to show support by giving a like, follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word, and thank you for being part of our community. This episode is appropriate for all ages. Welcome to Animation Communication, your source of animation, fan, fandom. This is your host, Riddle of Lightning, along with I Love Kim Possible a lot. And we're joined here today with Cothrix, and today's episode will be how to survive the internet. Um, this is, a, I think, a, an important topic for people that want to be involved in the internet. And we have two, two people, in fact, who have extensive experience with the internet. And so how to interact with your audience online and... After that, we might deviate into talking about art, um, learning by yourself, being inside artists versus an outside artist, and, and um, how to survive on the internet through through those means as well. Um, so any information about you, Cothrix? What's your background on, online? Oh, um, I say chronically say stupid things, and that get me in trouble. That's my internet past. <laughs> well, you're a YouTuber as well, is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, so real past, yeah. Oh, my mostly. I mean, I did. I made a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, about five years back, I think was when it was like the height of when I was making videos, and uh, I've just pretty much been streaming since then. Right now, you've gone to streaming. You've tried to rebrand in the past, and now you are a YouTube streamer. The only person on YouTube that's streaming, yes. <laughs> the only YouTuber. That's that's right. Um, which is it's, it's, uh, is it better to be streaming now? How does it feel to be a streamer versus you know sitting down making content and then waiting for you know that that kind of response online? Oh, uh, well, streaming is easier and it makes more money, so why not do it? Why not do it? Yeah, um, and I see a lot of like like old YouTubers like you know you have your Oni and going to Oni plays. You got your Eagle Raptor doing the game grump. So I see. No, that's that's not really streamings, but they're now streaming. Yeah, so well, let's you know, plays they, are they, kind of the same idea. Let's plays are the kind of the same idea, but then they 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 devolve into streaming. Even like Channel Awesome, you know, the really legacy people are now doing streaming and now to to fill it in time, and it seems to be what people are really morphing into. But uh, I, I I'm kind of deviating. Um, so KP, what do you think about streaming? I guess I gotta start streaming more often. Is what I learned so far. We'll do you a learn. We got to figure out how to do the 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 whole setup where you you know we someone pushes a button and it appears on the screen and you make the yeah we've we've done in the past but like you know it doesn't have any live feed link to the OBS um, output or whatever and we got to find someone who knows how to do that. Do you still have your blue dragon go rar each time someone subscribes, Scott? <laughs> um, let me think here. I think I have more of just a. A normal thing like a little money chime but i still have my little dragon pop up when people uh sub or um donate or whatever yeah i, I like your little little blue dragon like like it's more of a not not a, so much of an avatar but just like a mascot now these days right i i guess i don't know i guess <laughs> i don't know i yeah so um we should talk about some news some things that happened this week so um, what happened this week is something big happened. Um, 
uh, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh died this week. Um, Katsuku Takahashi. Well, I probably butchered the pronunciation of the name. I'm very sorry. Died at 60. Um, he was found. His body was found while he was snorkeling. Um, it was very. Su- you, is is it known when he died um, of yet? Probably water in the lung. Uh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> He, he, he could have had a, a heart attack. That, 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 that is true. His, his, his body was found with his t-shirt. Um, he had an underwater. He has his underwater snorkel on, and he's wearing um, swimming fins. Um, I don't know if we. What but if he was, was murdered, murdered, we don't know. We don't have the autopsy yet. But all we know, he was found dead. <laughs> we don't have. The we don't have the audacity yet. yet. Yes. So we we don't know exactly what happened. Um, but he was the creator of, of Yu-Gi-Oh, which is just like the, the 23rd biggest um, media franchise on the planet, which is really exactly. The yeah, which is kind of surprising. Like they beat out like the Peanuts and the Simpsons. The Peanuts. Yeah, the Peanuts. No, not that. Oh, <laughs> like, like Snoopy. Snoopy. Oh, like Snoopy. oh, Peanuts. <laughs> yeah. You said the yeah. Peanuts. <laughs> what? The... Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know I mean. I didn't even no no the wait, food, but that's not saying much. I mean, who cares about peanuts in this? Yeah, no one does. But like, this is like this <laughs> don't is, be mean. There, but but the know, peanuts, the, the peanuts had a long know, run. Yu Gi Oh has only been around since like two. Let 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 me tell you. Um, there's a doctor. There's a doctor that I know. When I went to her office, not only is her whole office just peanuts themed, but she has a Snoopy tattoo on her arm. And I was just like, wow, that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but that's like so. From the 80s or something yeah. or probably earlier isn't it no they're still making content they're still making new stuff for apple plus yeah. and stuff like that okay. yeah so no the pe- i can agree with you um Cothrix, that peanuts are not relevant today but back in the day like peanuts and garfield and these these really legacy things were kind of big for for a time in like the 80s and 90s yeah but garfield is still like people know garfield People do know Garfield, yes. So today, it's but, but mostly memed on, but yeah. it's still popular. That, that, that's yeah, but that's, of yeah, memes, that's what keeps though, things relevant these days is memes. Yep, but but relevancy doesn't really make money, as we can see with the Morbius films. <laughs> I, I guess not. <laughs> and 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 they're 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 big failing. Like the Yu-Gi-Oh, when it comes to like making of the manga, like it wasn't initially about card games. Do you know about that? Yeah, I've seen season zero. Yeah, season zero. So, like at the very end of the the, the, the season, they do, they do what what was was wizards and magic. That's what yeah, the name of the D&D card game was. It with uh... it was it was like it was like a mix of D and D and Magic the Gathering. That's really was the inspiration Bakura. for that. Yeah, D and D with Berker as the dungeon master. Well, if you die in D and D, you die in real life. That's that's how D and D works. Do you play D and D? Yeah. Yeah, so everyone knows that. If you lose in D&D, you, you die well, in real if you, life. Well, according to Christian parents, <laughs> if you play D&D, then you murder peeper, people in real life. The peeper. The peeper. Oh, that's, that's all about the satanic panic, and we might see that again coming up with how crazy things are now. Uh, I mean, it's it's people panic about different things. That's, that's true. It doesn't need that to be big about truth. Satan. It's, it's about whatever thing is relevant whatever thing people are told to be afraid of uh, they just are afraid of and freak out listen to the man in the box the man in the box yeah the man in the box told them to be afraid yeah yeah but they'll probably be relevant later when we talk about herd mentality it's gonna be kind of fun oh boy um 
in other news, um, the Minions Rise of Gru, um, the Gentle Minions meme, um, they did very well in the box offices. Um, this was this is kind of kind of crazy. Oh, so twelve more Minions yeah. films? Oh boy, I can't wait! More Minions films coming 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 directly to your 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 chip in your thirty-five brain. Netflix series, um, Minions Netflix series. Here we go. Seventeen seasons. Here we come. This is the one too that had Gru like actually in it yes. this time, right? Okay. Well, that probably helped. Yep. It was also during the 4th of July weekend, so like people had spare time to just go out and see the movies. But there was um a really big Is the Minions movie the new Independence Day? I, I guess. New... <laughs> <laughs> well, new, new Will Smith Day. Day. <laughs> but there was a meme online, the, the Gentle Minions meme. Did you see that floating around? I heard about it, but People would go to the theaters real. and dress up in their nice suit and tie. And they'd attend the theaters um, all dressed up. This became such a problem that people were starting to be banned and barred from, you know, theaters based on what they were dressed up as. So if the, you saw someone dressed up as a suit and tie going to see Minnie's movies, some people were actually turned away. Wait, but why? What, did they, what were they doing? If they dressed up in a suit and tie, then what? Um, they would take pictures and they would watch the movie. But I guess they didn't want the attention like the theaters or they didn't want they thought something untoward was going to happen like i never heard any reports of like bad behavior happening so it was like <laughs> just people just just freaking out oh no this is, a, this is a, it's a meme we gotta stop it some kind of meme we have to oh, stop oh no there's people in suits it oh must be bad you don't want morbius again yeah. i mean but morbius failed you, you think you yeah. would want the meme attention though that's what gets people to like uh, okay uh, i i Maybe maybe for like the the, the film theater like not, not companies for like the the big companies uh-huh. but not the individual film theaters they probably don't want that that individual mm. attention yeah they do they make money well, I know they okay that's probably true <laughs> yeah they they make money off the, no companies especially Japanese companies are they they're brain dead always they do things that make them they don't understand that people like memeing on their shit is how they become popular and how they make money and they always do this thing where we got to shut it down if anyone's having fun and it's like what is wrong with you people every time they always do this they're like they're like school teachers that ban pokemon cards for no reason other than that it's popular you know what i mean you can't like this i know what you mean like you can't like this thing you only can like things in the way that i want you to like them i guess well, the reasons were always so dumb. Like, that's an old distract kids during class. It's like, well, if you see kids playing Pokemon cards in the middle of class, then take their cards away or whatever. But don't ban them right. altogether, because I, I guarantee you, most people aren't. Well, you know what? We did this, don't need did that. this, did this person, did this personally happen to you, Cothrix? Um, did I ever get my? I got my magic. Is that his traumatic backstory? My, or... my traumatic right. backstory. I did get my magic cards taken once, but I went to a Christian school, so. It's kind of expected. Yeah. Those those bastards. Good. Yeah. Stop that witchcraft. They they really everything is the devil. I, I guess it didn't help that I had like a I actually had a white black deck, so half the cards were angels and half the cards were demons, basically. So I'm sure that So one was sacrilegious and one was demonic. I guess. But if if that's the thing, is like they just 
I remember there was one card. It was the it was the, a black card called Disembowel, and it showed like a monster getting its guts ripped <laughs> out. And they were like, Disembowel? Do you know what this means? Like, yes. Uh, yes, I know what it means. It explains it on the card. It, expl- <laughs> it explains it on the card. Hey, look, there's a picture of it, too. No, it was really <laughs> stupid. I they they well, I hate society, but I guess we'll get into that later. But we live in one. Um Riddle, uh before we move on, do you want to tell the audience about that one thing that your mom did? That that one oh, Pokemon? well, that's not really any kind of like but yeah, my mom decided to sell all my Pokémon cards to buy boxes to move across the country, so that that was fun. Um like I don't know. Right now, they have been worth like you know thousands of dollars, and now it's they they sold it for like twenty bucks or something to buy it. Some cardboard boxes. That's fun. So, yeah, big fun. That's big fun. Yeah, I'm gonna sell my collection one of these days. I have a big, I have a big collection of uh, Pokemon cards. I think probably worth about two thousand dollars, but I'll probably get half that. Right, and that's just how this is just how it works yeah there's only like a couple chase cards and that holds value and then that's that yeah well it's all the cards because i played it's like they're making money the corporations are tricking us to make money (laughs) i mean yeah like depending on like how many boxes and boxes you buy and then you know you turn around and hopefully you want to make a profit off the end and you're not really going to do that but it's the the idea that you're going to get the charizards or the blastoids Mm, that wasn't really what it was for me i played the game really so i bought cards to play and i played from the year it came out the card game came out until right base set like 2007 wow that was that's a pretty long time i was only in it until like um johto started and then when johto started i kind of got priced out because of the the dark energies and the the rainbow energies Oh yeah, those became very ex- those became very expensive and like required because you had to run the Sneasel deck. Right, we should do a Pokemon. We should the Sneasel beat up. Like yeah, Sneasel beat up. Exactly what deck you're talking about? It was us. Uh, yeah, but that that de- that that deck run run rough shot, and he, the only way to beat us was was with another Sneasel deck. Sneasel Slowking be better. Slowking so they couldn't evolve. Yeah. That's what it was. Sneasel Slowking, right? No, sl- Slowking would make it so you couldn't use trainer cards, and trainer cards was like like a, a third of your deck. Um... What was the card that made it so you couldn't, nobody could evolve their Pokemon? Aerodactyl was an inclusion in Haymaker, but, you know, right, we're getting it's kind of niche. Autistic with we're old getting... Pokemon decks. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about are. to pull you, try to pull you guys back. But um, what's what's the other? Is that um, I got one harkening back to the past. Um, it's not really news, it's more like history. Um, that... Oh, okay. Yeah, good mix-up. Mix um, dealing with Disney. Um, Disney's known for doing things that are, are kind of bad. Um, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> and so what happens is the artists will the artists and the animators will go on strike. And it, 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 um, like this is not like a new thing. Disney has had always had a history of of of, of people going on strike whenever um, Walt does bad practices like dating back all the way back to the 1940s with Dumbo and Bambi. Um, and the, the, their, their, their movies were halted because the animators went on strike. Um, they had a, they, they this, um, let's see what happened. Um, sorry. I'm kind of waffling here. I, uh, I, I try to, I, I don't, sorry. I don't exactly remember I don't... why they started. Okay. Striking. Wait, so what's the story? 
Oh, that, that that should be more of a me question, but I but I also don't remember what specifically they were striking about besides wages. Yeah. Well, well, Disney's always had a history of 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 you know whenever they do something bad that they will get in trouble um, with by their team, and how they get resolved is you know the the, the workers rise up and they they start striking. So this is like we we seen in the news recently about how Disney would like get in trouble the 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 the, the animators walk the, the don't, the say, don't gay say gay bill, and then the, the 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 animators walk out so this isn't necessarily a new thing this is this is hawkering back to like times in the past oh okay so what's the story Disney animators are on strike because they can't be gay. No, um, there was there was a there was there was the this was a little while ago the don't say gay bill. I have no idea that what that means. In. Oh, um, it was it was a big deal about how teachers could not talk about um, um, any, um, homosexuality or oh, okay. anything revealing anything about sexuality um, between okay. like um, like kindergartners to about I think uh, this was the fourth grade. And this was a. And this was a problem for I people. I don't remember. It was something like that. Um, well, yes, because there were there because how like draconic the laws were. Like if it become very difficult to discern what is talking about sexual behavior and whatnot. The ambiguity of the of the bill was su- such that okay. if you had a gay teacher, you couldn't never you know talk about anything in your personal life for fear of the well from the schools being sued. How. How how the protections worked was like the te- um, like um, parents were allowed to sue the schools if they thought that their children were introduced to sexual sexual things in any kind of capacity between the grades K through um, the fourth grade, and any mention whatsoever could give parents the rights to sue the school. Okay, and so and and yeah, and, and, so- and because of that, because you know a lot of the work in Florida. Um, a lot of the Disney animators work in Florida. They 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 stage a strike. That was that was the one. God, this is so confusing. I mean, not to get off track, but I'll simplify it because I know this part better. So, um, Disney supported a politician that supported this bill, and then they that got discovered by the general masses. And Disney has a lot of LGBTQ plus people, obviously, because creative field. So all of them were speaking okay. out. So um, okay, so. The Disney animators went on strike because Disney supported a politician that said you can't teach Disney... kindergartners how to be gay. <laughs> Essentially, but it was um, it was it wasn't just the animators; it was like everyone yeah, in the company. Okay. Everyone in the company, well, they can replace them. I mean, it is Disney, so yeah. I don't know what the fallout of that was. I just know that they went on strike. Probably, not. I don't think strike means anything these days because labor is devalued they'll just fire everyone and hire new people because everyone no one has a job i think that's kind of frowned upon like um, hiring scabs that's what like like companies would usually do when people locked out as they hire well scabs. is it illegal though? but is it illegal to hire scabs no it's not okay it's then not they're gonna do to hire <laughs> i know but like you have to like fight for your rights or else like like the reason that we have weekends or a 40-hour work week um, it's because workers in the past have, you know, they go on strike and they, 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 they work for workers' rights. So if, and they probably didn't even see any kind of change in their lifetime, but not doing anything just, just maintains the status quo. So, you know, these, you know, 
um, advocating for your workers' rights is it's it's kind of important. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about the the people going on strike. I'm just saying like it's not going to accomplish anything. No, well, maybe not in their lifetime, but it's it's important that it, these things get done. Like it's an, it it's it's not just you know as as people would say, people crying or uh, this look at these people. What are they doing? I'm kind of waffling here. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, okay is that all the, so so you're saying the original story was just there was an anniversary of a disney strike yeah that was the that was basically the, the story that was going wait on. so it's, it's just it didn't even happen that it's just okay. an anniversary of a strike well the, the the other thing happened but that was like relatively recent that was like six months ago oh okay yeah, i'm totally like lost but that's okay that's okay Corey. they disney employees strike have a history of striking so i think he's talking about the 1940 strike so something like that um, anyway, I guess we can move on. So, Riddle, you're yes, you're I will. So, this is this right? is what the we're going to start on. Okay. on how to survive the internet. So, Cothrix, you have a history with the internet and how it has kind of interpreted things you said in the past in maybe not the most charitable light. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Well, you don't want to probably go off too negative at first. So have you had positive interactions with like the general audiences of people online? It's like, what are the, some of the, the pros of like being a YouTuber that make you want to just do it again the next day? Doesn't make you want to just quit. Like, what are the, some of the, the, the silver lining? Well, okay. So when I was a kid, uh, the idea of of like working in a, I don't know even like an office job, but more so like a physical labor, like hauling wood for eight hours a day or, or some shit like that, that terrified me. So I was like, I'm gonna play video games when I grow up. And um, and, I, and then I did that. Every child's dream. Yeah. And you made it. And I did that. So it's kind of like, oh, you, you can do this. Like it's an option to play right. video games um, for a living. And so that's good. I would rather be playing video games than any of the other jobs that I've had. Because I've done some shitty jobs. Oh, yeah. Like, I like I work in the warehouse now. So, like, you know, summer's here. So sitting in 100 degree weather, it's it sucks. I was about to say, like, uh, when he he was mentioning like shitty jobs, I'm like, oh right, like Riddle's yeah, job, like right? my job. Yeah. That's what I do. How fun. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I worked at a Walmart and I uh, I stacked boxes in the heat, pulling them out of trucks. In the back of those trucks, it's like 140 degrees. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know that. So the, no fun. No, no fun. No breaks. No no fans. Yeah. <laughs> no fans. So you. Yeah. You don't no, even you have, have any the other type of fans, Riddle. We need more. We need more fans. Um, so you've had actually, like positive interactions with people online, correct? Like you got to collab with people and talk with people that you otherwise wouldn't if you weren't, you know, an online personality. Is that correct? Yeah, but I, yeah, like I've had I've had good experiences with people. It's not all bad. Um, I, I I just generally because I'm kind of a uh, I don't know what the what the word would be, but people have described me as having old man energy. So since I'm kind of a grumpy old man, uh, I I generally don't like interacting with people to begin with. So just keep that right. in mind. That like don't shades yeah. everything that I say. Yep. Our last guest was um, a person named Lyle Convoy, and he does have like old old 
old internet dad vibes, and he he comes from the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't that because he is older? Well, he's not older than me. He's like only a year older than me. I'm not old man. I s- really? I thought he was <laughs> no, like he's, he's in his thirties. Serious old man energy. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. We're not that old. No, he just sounded like he does sound like a dad, and and you okay. don't really. So I gotta get, work on that dad voice. Yeah, I'm gonna work on that deep dad voice. Tell the kids yeah. to get off your lawn. Everyone can call me daddy now. All right. <laughs> okay, that's where we end the podcast. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, so you've had positive interactions, but but like we're trying, we're going to focus a little bit on the negative now. So just like I usually not do. always, but yeah. Like you've had like some interactions with people online. You know, they make memes. You can find groups of people that don't really like you that you get degraded, and this is um, and. Like you got like a, a contingency of hate watchers. Um, how did how did it make? How did that like make you feel when you like you you realize that there's these people out there now and like you try to create something and then all of a sudden like bam these there's these people now that just just hate your guts just because you you made a thing. Well, well, like well, a lot of the things that people, um, I guess that generated notoriety are what's it not notoriety and i guess notoriety works but um infamy i guess with a lot of things that generated infamy for me was like kind of my own creation like i knew that it would that's kind of why i did it because when you make things that shock people they get they get views and that was something i tried for a while was just making videos that just like with titles that would just shock people for views and it worked really well i one of my title one of my videos got uh over a million views and that was yep. This is like the era. This is like the era of YouTube, with like Filthy Frank and um, yeah. Um, let's see, what's another one that the the, the content cop? Yeah, it was a know, different like era. 2000... It certainly was a different era. They it, it was so shocking. Thing this was not like shocking content. Unusual to have shocking content, but um, people don't really think about that. I remember that when they look back at like um like screenshots of old video titles and stuff that I had. But anyway, um. So yeah, it, it the point is to generate uh, uh like infamy and notoriety and then and people get mad, but it's okay because like yeah, it sucks that people are like they they say like nasty things to you and like nine out of ten times it doesn't bother me, but then sometimes people like people are, like are pretty adept. I think humans are pretty adept at like finding ways to try to get under each other's skin, try to try to make each other like suffer psychologically. So. Um, there's definitely some things that people said to me that did really bother me. Uh, and just the, 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 I got kind of unlucky, I think, because I don't know what it's just, you know, a lot of YouTube is like luck. It's did somebody popular hear about you or tweet about you or something. So you get no, most of my videos at that point were getting maybe like 20,000 views and then suddenly uh someone tweeted about something i did and it got like 300,000 comments or or retweets or something and uh and that was like a a big like uh kind of like brought the brunt of the internet down on me uh so that was like kind of sucked but um that that does and we'll get we'll get into that later the 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 with something something called in psychology positive hurting um which is <laughs> yeah. If someone, res- if some post has positive feedback, like a like, 
then more people will be more likely to jump on that like like bandwagon. Yeah. Even if they don't even know what the topic is about, they don't even read anything about it. Um, they'll 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 jump on because they want to be a part of the herd. Yeah. Um. Uh, yep. Sorry. Um. Let's see. So we we've had so KP, you've had um some kind of you know, similar thing with the internet, correct? Um. Yeah. I mean, in case you don't know, um, I've been making content for around like eight or nine years at this point. So I've been kind of around the block. And for the most part, um, like, especially like the first four years, three, four years, it was fine. Like I would get, you know, um, just general people being dumb and re you ship flutter. You don't like me shipping flutter cord re even though it's a joke, like those kind of things, which I ignore. They they can't Um, tell the difference (laughs) between the joke and reality. And they become, they. Oh yeah. They don't, they don't understand like we play up our personalities. Yep. Right. And, and that's what you do format, online is yeah. we all have like these personalities we 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 we, we elevate in our in our content. Right. What's else? I mean everyone it's, has their mask. It's, yeah, it's scripted. It's mm-hmm. not like these things are thought out uh, to some degree, right? You make you okay, I'm going to get this kind of reaction if I make this video. That's the kind of thing you think about, so It's not like Yeah. yeah. So, um it wasn't until like my my fun harassment campaign, which like also, you know, wasn't my fault because there wasn't any communication that I was receiving. It was just through other third party ways of you know just people not knowing how to be honest in a in a group environment. Communication is really hard online. So, uh, yeah, it is. So, and that's why we still do calls on the like on the team now, just to hopefully help reduce some of that miscommunication, especially because, you know, when you're giving tasks out to people and they require different programming no- or different programming knowledge, then it can get complicated as far as who is doing what and, you know, the creative, um, the creative flow of it to, you know, is a mess. Yeah. These are, these, anyway, are, these are like um, business so, yeah. management skills, which I think a lot of YouTubers need to kind of dive into because it gets into some things like what happens if someone makes a false accusation or a baseless accusation against you. Like business school actually go over like what what steps you take to deal with these things. Yeah, yeah, and and my my um the the biggest mistake I made during it, and I I said this in my own canceled video, is just not addressing it or not addressing the truth when I had it. I thought it was just easier to not bring it up again, and and hopefully it would go away, but it didn't really go away, and not in the sense that like most people just didn't care about it anymore. But um, other people would just bring it up in circles and like just be like, oh, KP's here at this con. Did you hear about KP? She, you know, murdered those puppies. And I'm just like, <laughs> so because there was no um, confirmed source out information, then the public was just trying to figure out what was happening and they were just didn't have anywhere to turn. So they then they, that led them to people who were making stuff up. And then, you know, they believe every, you believe, uh, you're more likely to hear the, the uh, you're more likely to believe the first thing that you hear as far as like about a new topic so you know it was a mess but i learned i learned my lesson about you know making sure people have source information uh, i guess i mean i would almost say the opposite <laughs> i don't think there well okay so i don't think there is a right answer first of all i, I don't think there is a right a correct thing to do if people I mean, get this a, like it, taste of blood in their mouth they just go after you forever there's nothing you can really do about it but 
I, cause I had the opposite experience where I did engage people with like trying to, uh, tell them, I, I don't know what, how to word this, but like tell them the, the, my side of the story or like the truth about things or whatever. Um, and that just, that just fueled the fire more. And, and, and it seems like when I watch other people do that and no matter what they do, it, it fuels the flame. So there's no right answer. Well, when we're handing with people online, this is going to sound really bad. Um, so don't, don't, don't clip us, but <laughs> you're not really talking with a person. You're talking with the, the psychology of humanity. You know, right. you're, you're dealing with, you're dealing with um, people subjecting themselves to herd mentality while this, at the same time they de-individualize themselves because they're on the internet. Um, so like you, you can see this happening with people like in, in cars and getting road rage that they're de-individualized and they're, they're through a little shield of anonymity. They'll be like, screw you old lady for driving five miles under the speed limit. And like think like just such horrible thoughts about them. Just even as like, a, even if it's just a mild inconvenience. Yeah. Well, people also love drama and they like to have targets to, to, to kind of like throw misery at. I mean, um, I, I think it, to back to your original point, it's on a case by case basis because this was someone, you know, slandering me like some big you know entity sh- slandering me versus individual conflicts like he said she, she sh- that he said she he said she said um kind of things are harder to control um because you know it's it's very opinionated it's m- much more opinionated i guess i i don't know I, I just like a lot of the videos that i've made are since i'm i, I don't even want to say this part of the furry community i guess uh yeah. i i i we caught him since Someone called i'm the furry police <laughs> associated with the furry community i guess i'll say i've I've made lots of videos about furries and furries are like pretty notorious for making a big deal out of nothing uh like somebody i don't know does anything and then there's a thousand posts about it and how they're a terrible person for for whatever reason and I've, I've made videos kind of like debunking some things and being like he wasn't even there that day and talking about the stuff and just seeing people's reactions and it's like people don't care they they don't care they they'll if they once they get the taste of blood in their mouth that's all they that's all they want is more blood well yeah i mean you can't really stop those kind of people but i guess the people who are just um yeah well the reasonable people you know, will look into it so like yeah yeah. When it comes to bandwagon, like studies show only like 5% of the people will actually take the time to look into what's going on. Yeah. It's actually um one of the reasons that my community uh, for my content is so good now is because it's made up almost entirely of people who have enough sense to like look into things a little bit. So. Yeah. You have, you had your purge and now you don't purge, have the big the, purge. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. You had you had your Emperor Lemon unsubscribe um, saga. <laughs> well, I had a Discord with uh, like four thousand people in it, and then uh, now my Discord is like two hundred people in it. But I hated everyone in the four thousand Discord, and now I there's like in in right. the small yeah. Discord there's I like yep. pretty much all of them. There's some people that are like yep. I was there a little annoying, but I, don't I was hate there at them. the beginning of the Discord. Yeah. I was there at the beginning of the Discord. It started off with like only like thirty people, and then you made it public. Uh huh. And then it is ballooned up with just just people just just misbehaving because you have just such a huge community. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. It, it was it was crazy. Um, 
was gonna say riddle were you so i guess you were you were the og i wasn't the og there was people before me for sure like um um let's try like like a horse md dragon he was definitely there before me Mm. um Maybe the, the the Yoshi guy. I'm trying to yeah, remember Yoshi's what his name was. Yoshi's been around for a long time. Yeah, he, yeah, Yoshi's like old, old. He's he's been he's been since the dawn of time. Yep. Um, sorry, I'm kind of meandering here. So to get back a little bit on track. So when we're dealing with people online, we're not really dealing with like you know humans like necessarily <laughs> necessarily rational necessarily rational people but people that are a part of a herd creatures with lobes but but it's i think it's important to like like it's not it's not to disregard them but like there, there's some things that we can do is like we like which is like in um, um business training is like when it comes to like accusations like there's some some basic things you can do is like for one state same call because you know losing your temper will just you know it's just an omission of guilt um no you should argue with questions. people on twitter about it all day yeah 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 that is the ex- that is the exact opposite of what you need to do people <laughs> um because it that just makes things worse it creates more um issues it um yeah um you should ask questions um about the allegations so you can actually understand them and just by asking questions you can actually like maybe change people's minds um because they'll have to like to ask themselves why they're angry at you instead of like you know just doing what a youtuber said or what a tweet said um, hold on trying to deconstruct what did you just say to try to figure out why they're angry with me yeah oh yeah, yeah you, I don't think that's you, worth you thinking wanna, about. Well, well, it's important not not maybe not the individual, but like to understand the accusations themselves, so you can actually you know address them. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. It's, yeah, instead of like because you you might not necessarily know what people are saying until you actually like get involved into the in the conversation. People are angry at you, you just because get, they get bullied at school, and uh, trolling people online is the only outlet they have exactly so it's it's not worth thinking about too much yeah and there's also some things you should never do like you should never apologize online that never works um because because i guess i apologize if i think i've done something wrong i don't let people try to force me to to apologize i have i think about it a lot and and think if try to think if, if i've actually done something wrong or if they're just trying to get me up to apologize to bow down to their ideologies which is usually right. what it is. So I would say don't apologize if they're if the apology is just to if bow you're being to it. their ideologies. But I think for your own sake, you should apologize if you think you've actually done something wrong. You've done something against right. your own you know, ideology. Yeah, there's some egregious things you can apologize for that if you think you did you did think something wrong yourself. But you should probably not you know kowtow to every accusation against you because it just it's just an omission of guilt, even if it's not true. Just, because people will just admit to things so they can just get something over with. Here's, but it just doesn't. Help. Here's a here's a uh, here's a quick tip, pro tip for all you gamers out there. When uh, somebody accuses you, somebody with like a little furry avatar accuses you of some egregious thing, just draw some porn of their character and reply with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. Oh dear. 
So KP, do you have like um, when eventually you did come, a, you, you decide to resolve your issues with people online. Um, like, how did you go about doing that exactly? Like, how did you like? Did you want to like make it like a very good like thought out ar- argument? Did you like like how how did you go about it? Well, it, it's it's very case by case for re- for everyone. I think because at the end of the day, my rationality was that this is a public thing that, you know, had public consequences. So the people who were involved, at least some of them didn't want to make, didn't want to admit publicly to, you know, the things they um, did. Yeah. Basically to the things they did, the bad things they did, Um, which, you know, I was basically gaslit to think, oh, you know, you're just bringing up old stuff that no one needs to be brought up again. Oh, you know, like, it's not worth it. But the reality is I'm the victim. I get to choose what I tell people and what I don't tell people about the things that happened to me. And I'm sorry if that makes you look like an asshole on the internet, but maybe just don't be an asshole on the internet. It's it's just that simple. Um, We can dream. We can dream. As far as... Yeah, as far as making like a big public like an uh, anthology about it, um, kind of thing. Um, sorry, my roommate um was doing knocking. I was like, it it kind of made me lose my train of thought. But um, you know, it was just just knowing that I was just tired of being told that. You know, I thought I was doing the right thing by just not addressing it, but it just made it worse, and it just never went away. And you know, um, as far as the dumb people thinking they know what happened, what um, what a situation is, and acting on that limited information, I was just tired of being harassed because you know other people are essentially harassing me and spread right. information. So, do you um, both do these days get you know get harassment from day to day? Yeah, I I don't get nearly as much, um, but. You know, there's always a mean comment. Yeah, every pretty much every time I stream, I get at least one person coming in there trying to harass me. But I really just see them as like kind of brain dead. Like you're going to you're going to harass me about like a title of a video from like five years ago. Like, OK, like think of something better to say than think of think of something. I don't know. Clever or something. More I don't know. Just like who does that? Like. You usually have like nothing better to do, but it doesn't really matter anyway because every time you get a comment or uh, even like a dislike or or someone clicking on your videos or streams, that's still giving you uh, more interaction, which boosts your uh, the alg- how the algorithm presents your stream or videos to others. So they're really just helping you. There's no such thing as bad publicity. You you um, kind of subscribe. Yeah, to that you know I don't know about in that entirely, but. Uh, it's definitely good to, it definitely doesn't really hurt you for people to, to leave when they, they think they leave a big long rant on your video, you know, and it's like, oh, well, it doesn't hurt you. You could just not read it. And they still interacted with your video in some way. So that, that's what gets you. And YouTube likes that. Yeah. YouTube likes that. YouTube shows people your videos more often <laughs> when they leave big long rants about how much they hate you. <laughs> oh, YouTube. We need to we need to fix YouTube. How how do we fix YouTube? Uh, burn it. Good. 
<laughs> well, realistically, it needs an actual competitive competitor yeah. for Google to be enticed to get their shit together. But until that day comes, then Google is a monopoly and they can just do whatever yeah. the fuck they we want. We need to break up monopolies. Yeah, yeah. generally. Mm. Oh, he said something that I wanted to respond to, but I couldn't. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, yeah. Monopoly. No. You just, like, <laughs> it sounds like you're stressed out about people harassing you or, or people think something bad about you, but you have to, like, learn to not care. I mean, like, actually not care, not just, like, I, you know, I don't care, but, like, crying underneath it. But you have to, like, actually learn to to not care, like, because... Disassociate your feelings from the online Well, masses. just be... be well, it, it's, this is a very human thing to, like be upset about how other people think about you but it's like so stressful and it doesn't matter well i i guess to to rephrase that it depends like once you're a youtuber you're a public figure i guess you know in some regard and some people are can handle people criticizing their work and other people can't and if you can't then maybe being a youtuber isn't the right career path for you you know but I don't think people think about it that way. I think they just think, oh, it'll be fun to be famous online. And <laughs> no, like, no, it's pretty miserable. It's, it's work. Yeah. Well, time. I mean, one of the best things that happened to me actually is getting canceled because I, there was a time, a period in time where I was getting pretty popular. Some of my videos were getting, you know, 100,000 or more views. Um, my channel was growing pretty fast. Uh, and so that brought on a lot of stress in a, in a lot of different ways. It um, a lot of obligation. A lot of obligation. Yeah, definitely trying to to try to maintain that. Trying to make uh, a new video every week. That's really stressful. Um, trying to always think right. of. I mean, that's part of the reason why I made some of the videos I did because it's like I gotta make something. I gotta make something that gets views. I gotta maintain this momentum. That's really stressful. Um, and it it kind of it's. It, so do you come enslaved by your enslaved art? Enslaved to your art, yeah. And, uh, and then after being canceled and, and things calmed way down and, you know, videos I do now get like a couple thousand views, but then it's like, I'm like, okay with that. You know, like you'd think it'd be like, at first, all I wanted was more, more and more views, more clicks, but then more power, but then it's like, now it's like, well, if, even if you, you think, even if like a thousand people watch your video, that's still like you still, a thousand people like that thing. That's so many people. Yeah, like you mentioned the a thousand people in one room. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's so many people that that it like like of the thing. That's worth creating. You know, I think even if like even if like a couple dozen people liked a thing that you did, think about like going to to yeah, any any like a convention. A convention or any and having personal in person meeting and there's like even a couple dozen people or like even like a hundred people there that like the thing you do like it's worth doing just for like a hundred people you know and, and so so when you think about it like that it's like it's like wow a thousand people like me or two thousand five thousand it's like that those numbers are crazy like when you think it, it's like almost unfathomable to me that that like a hundred thousand people would watch my videos like that's just such that's like that's crazy but it's 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 like kind of it's the population of my entire time. It's kind of like beyond meaning at that point, you know. Yeah, it so so the smaller what I'm getting at is the smaller group is like is like it feels more meaningful. 
You actually have a community. You have a, yeah, you have a community. Not just a mass. Fucking random assholes. The other thing about having a, a, a huge amount of people is that they, they're they very fickle. Um, you know, you might get a bunch of people and then they, you see it all the time with like, especially the really big YouTubers where they say something and then like 10 million people unsubscribe from their channel overnight. And it's just like, like these people are so fickle, like really? Cause like some random asshole said one thing about that person. And it's just like, it's so meaningless. Those big numbers are, fair are weather, so meaningless. Fairweather fans. Yeah. Yeah. Those big numbers are just so meaningless. They're just nothing. So it's really is better with the, the smaller community. KP, since your community got smaller, have you like felt that it's been a little bit more comfortable for you? And not so much pressure on you? Um, I guess. I mean, like my goal is to, you know, grow it at this point, but I think it's also about rebranding to general animation, which has taken time and you know, and, and obviously like once you get pretty bad trauma from the internet, like everything else is just like, eh, I'm over it. I don't know. Like, why am I pushing myself for these people who or, you know, for something that, you know, caused me a lot of pain at one point. So, you know, it's it's getting better. And the in-person conversations and stuff are very helpful for me because I'm like, oh, everyone's nice and they actually exist. A little bit of like accountability as far as not just be, being behind like an avatar and some words on the screen. Yeah. You know, and that's why I do like that's why I try to keep convention appearances in my like sphere of things I'm doing because it recharges my creative ballot that it recharges my creative batteries. Um, so I'm just like, oh, OK, well, people are liking the thing. And, you know, like my goals are to make the channel bigger, but not because it will feed my ego. You know, it just. You know, it's it's, it's it can be fun sometimes. And speaking of creativity and ego, let's talk about art. Um so, yep, so art. um KP, you are actually in art school right now, correct? Yeah, I'm working on. Well, I'm not really working on it. I'm just kind of taking classes for now to get a job. If I end up getting a degree, great. If I get a job first, that's probably better. But yeah, I went back to art school um recently. It's been slow 20 It was slow last year cuz my dog died and then my parents right. are So you but a but lot, you, but you are time, in the so, inside yeah. track when it comes to like traditionally learning art, correct? And and yeah, Kothrick's yourself. You're you're kind of an outside artist, correct? Like you you you're self taught. Uh, self taught, yeah. But self taught really just means, um, watching lectures of uh, <laughs> from from art schools, but you pirated them instead of paying. <laughs> right. So wait, the, I don't. There's not much of a difference, really. Not much of a difference, really. So how, how, how do you go about, you know, like, because you, you both do art on the regular, correct? Yeah. I draw every day. Mm-hmm. You draw every day and, and, K, and KP, I've seen you do art before on, on the regular as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I probably don't, I mean, I'll, that will probably increase obviously when I, um, when I start the, the new semester. Yeah. You just September, posted something recently. Right now, so I probably, you're still doing your art. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I draw like you know every couple of days or so. Yeah. So what keeps you motivated just to do it like on the day to day? Is it is it like is there like an well, intangible goal or is it just because you have ideas and you want to see them realized? Like what is it? Well, for me, it's a little bit of the first one, but also, um, you know, once you train yourself to draw every day or draw as much as you can, then it can be kind of 
it be kind of it, it kind of becomes a habit for you to just draw it anyway if you're bored or want to decompress or right. something like that. So they trick you. <laughs> so that's kind of how about you, Cosrix? Like, what gets you motivated to draw um, your 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 special drawings? Uh, my special drawings, my furry porn. <laughs> uh, motivation is a lie. Um, I don't think I've ever been motivated to draw. Uh, I, I want to be an artist, so I draw every day. And I think that's just what you have to do. You don't have to. If you wait is, to be motivated, you'll never draw. What's your idea of an artist? Like, wh wh when do you think, like, I made it? Um, when you have a... When you, when you have a good understanding of the fundamentals. When you, when you feel like you... I don't know. You, you definitely get to a point where you've been practicing drawing things in perspective for like weeks and then you're like, Oh, I understand perspective. Okay. Mark, you know, check that off the checklist. So once you do that with all yeah, the fundamentals, so, I think that's when you are like, okay, I can draw anything now. Yeah. Well, when you talk about like knowledge and like a goal, like when it comes to me, like I'm bad at art, but I still try to do it just for the fun of it. Um, but I always have a general idea, but I never stick to an idea in my head. Like I, I, I have like a, maybe a concept of what I want to make, but I never really like actualize it on a piece of paper. I like I I see where a subject's going, and then I just keep on going with it uh -huh. instead of trying to make it something that's not. Do you, do you have like a process when it comes to creativity or creating something? Uh, a process? Oh, sorry. Um, my process to create something. Um, I usually just. It's like like you have an i you have an idea. Do you like do you try to actualize it how you think it, it is in your head, or do you just like have like a vague concept and you try to just make it look? Well, nice? it's hard for me to come up with ideas myself because everything is a potential thing to draw. So what right. I do is I I take a lot of joy in drawing things for friends, um, like their characters or or whatever. So I just yeah. I I talk to friends I have and. I ask them to they ask tell me like I'm doing a commission almost like tell me exactly what to draw and then I'll draw that that thing and that's I do that a lot right yep I do that too but like even within the ask there's always room for interpretation um and how how it's going to turn out so you like you have to like come up with like where where the like location subject you know pose all, all the, those kind of things I'm not really a professional in art in artistry, but I, I I try to like have these ideas in mind. Um, KP, um, when it comes to um, your your art, like um, let's see, um, same question. Well, I think I've already asked you uh, the base question, but I'm trying to go on from this. Um, what what um, what what kind of process do you go through when it comes to like you know? you you have an idea or do you do you do you ask people what they want um do you do things for you um well for um just just keeping in mind that i do a lot of different i have like most i have a lot of different creative outlets that's what i meant to say so i have a lot of different creative outlets so it's just kind of i'm naturally someone who's been, who's very motivated to do the things that they want to do hence like why i'm in art school after I already have another degree and, you know, um, that kind of thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, do you want to be a showrunner? And I have my show characters in my head that I just want to draw because like my brain won't shut up and like, what, what are you doing? How about this one? This might be cute. What about this? 
So that, and then it's either that or just if I'm watching something or I'm thinking about something, I'm like, oh, what if, you know, no one's ever talked about this before. Or what if this was a fun, creative idea? So that's how I get, you know, either my scripted videos or um, just general projects, you know, that kind of thing as far as um, things that are interesting to me. So I guess it's it's mostly for me and everything else just kind of falls into place. Like, you know, I am, you know, I, I do conventions now, so it is technically a business now. So I like to treat everything like a business. But um, at the same time, like if there's, if I feel like doodling my OCs or whatever, if that's the, the driving factor, it's also something to note. I've been trying to be better about listening to like my body and trying not to push myself too hard as far as just doing things. So sometimes drawing will be easier to do, like just sketching will be easier to do than just than writing a script. And, you know, sometimes it's just a chill day where you just go on your phone and play mobile games for a little bit, that kind of stuff. But, you know, um, I guess it just... Yep. Speaking of art and health, doing. like how's your wrist doing, um, Cothrix? Uh, you know, I've never had problems with my wrist. Really? Yeah. Like even about the years of World of Warcraft, and, and... <laughs> years of really. Uh, no, I've already. I think. I think I've always just. I don't know if people do things differently than me when it comes to like, um, uh, the way that they are positioned on their desk. But I, I just, I think I just, you know, I. You just have didn't have problems. I just, I've never that. had problems with my wrist, even after years of drawing every day and playing World of Warcraft. Uh, I think because. One thing I do is I push my my keyboard and mouse all the way up so that they are as far away from me as possible, and I have my entire uh, arm well resting, resting on the desk, uh, even with with the keyboard and the mouse. And I don't know that's what I do. I don't know if people do it like that or they do it differently or or whatever. But that's what I do because uh, when you play um, first person shooters, you want your entire you move with your entire uh, arm, not your your wrist, not your fingers. Yeah, so um, that's why I do that, and I've always done it like that, and I've never had wrist problems. Take care of your wrist, so that might help people that have wrist problems. Is you know, rest your arm, not rest on your wrists. Yeah, rest on it on your elbow. Um, I'll just I'll just butt in too because I've experienced with this a little bit. So um. Sometimes my sometimes my wrist gets sore, and that just depends like between using computer and drawing and stuff like that. So I have wrist brace that I use every once in a while. If I if I am drawing, I use a wrist brace just to help you know prevent problems. And then when I'm doing conventions, I have like I have a a drawing like a like an artist glove with the two fingers on the end, like the pinky and the 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 another the the one next to the pinky. I don't know. Um, as well as the, the wrist brace, because um, when I'm ring, yeah, it's it's the ring finger anyway. Um, so I'll use um, an artist an artist glove as well as a wrist brace when I'm doing conventions because that's when I'm drawing like all day, and by all day I mean like ten hours straight, <laughs> uh, depending on what people are ordering. If it is a busy day, that's how you know. Riddle, you saw me at Everfree the last time we went, um, where I was just drawing all day, and you know I only finished my list of commissions at like 10 p.m. before we were going to bed. You know, I remember some of them were was, on the next day. It was while we were setting up. Yeah, some of them had to be on the next day because I was just like, which has never happened. I never get so busy that I'm working till um, you know 11 p.m. on commissions, but um, 
you know, I don't mind, but at some point you got to got to draw the line. I usually finish my commission work by the end of the closing hall. Anyway, I hope you can draw a line um, to be so, honest if you can draw. <laughs> I hope I hope so too. Hey. So, um <laughs> uh, oh god. Um anyway, so the artist um the artist club is traditionally for people that are drawing on tablets who don't want to feel like the the glass of the tablet against them. But um, I find since you're leaning on, you know, your pinky and your your ring finger pressure point wise throughout the day that they're going to get all bruised and jacked up if you don't have some kind of protection on them. So if you're if you plan on drawing for a very long period of time, that's usually what I would do. So and also it helps, um, you know, keeps your hands all clean so that you don't get like um, lead on them when you're leaning on shit on your art. So that that also helps. Take care of your hands for more important things like playing video games and <laughs> what other what yeah World of Warcraft, <laughs> right? Um so let's see. Um anything else we want to talk about when it comes to like art and creativity? Um anything on top of you, you both of your heads? I guess we're I'm about about out of subjects. Oh, okay. I was just gonna, you know, something we could bring up is like how the art and the creativity ties to, you know, producing YouTube content. Cause that seems like something that might be mutually relevant mm. to the conversation. The, the art of content creation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when it came to like formatting a video, like um, how, how did that process work for you when it came to just, you know, you have an idea and do you just, do you just go off on it or do you like, have an idea and you try to like structure it into subjects and then you research those subjects like how, how, how did that all work for me for uh, both of you oh hey, okay you um, can go first well uh, i i always script everything out and i think about it a lot so yeah it usually starts with an idea like my exact thing for making it and i haven't made like a real video in a while so right. um Mostly just because I, I don't really have motivation to. I don't really need to in terms of like, I don't know, a creative outlet. Money. Well, money. But as in terms of like, <laughs> I don't know, having a creative outlet, I just do it more with my art now than I do with YouTube Something videos. you really want to do. Yeah, I just don't really want to make videos. Anyway, um, but when I did, so I would I would start out with a with a basic idea like it might be. Things I, you know, just in my head, things I don't like about going to restaurants or something, right? And then I would start uh, writing down just little tidbits on a, uh, like a, a Google Docs sheet, just just little things. And each one would be like a little, uh, just a little blurb about it. And then I would just kind of add on to all of those things and then organize them and and add jokes and things in there that that I thought were relevant that I thought of yeah. over the course yeah. of like I always enjoyed I always enjoyed your jokes like do, are those like two a.m. kind of thoughts yeah yeah that's exactly what they are it's <laughs> it's I have a, a Google Docs a sheet open on on a monitor uh, at all times and I just kind of randomly think of dumb little things or through something I'm experiencing or watching um, other YouTube videos or something I think oh that would that would make a good joke, you know. If I if I tweaked that joke a little bit, it would like fit with this part of my script, and uh, I I could use something similar or, or just you know you randomly have little things you think of that are funny throughout the day when you're doing other stuff, right? And right. Uh, and kind of just 
fill out a whole script with that kind of thing and organize it so it flowed well and then and then yeah and then and then I would re and then I would just read it you know and then visuals come after that I don't really think about the visuals yeah, at all while I'm writing the script right I don't know if that's a yeah you're you're much more like a, a person who just want to talk something out and then secondary is just what's on screen because at that point it's just like a powerpoint you just want to get the information out more importantly than what kind of visual gag you can produce yeah yeah i i'm not really into uh, the visual gag things i'm more i like writing writing is really my strong point i think right too bad vtubers weren't a thing because that probably helped you a lot back in the day you just you just had a little avatar that would just dance around because <laughs> at the end of the day you just want to have a powerpoint with something that catches people's eyes i guess well that's why i stream now because i i can just think of things and think of like little funny things um to say while i'm and you can work off the people oh. yeah so kp how about you how what's the pro what's the process of you making like videos is it something similar do you do you have an idea and then you go off in it because you have a team as well so you have people to actually bounce ideas off of yeah i mean that's that's helpful all throughout my creative process but because i want to get my ideas out there fast but i still really care like you know, the KP videos are an experience, quote unquote. So I always like, even down to like, I want to make sure the footage that we use is the highest quality available. I want to make sure that, you know, if we have cutaway gags for specific things, I want to make sure that footage is good and not interlaced. And, you know, if you don't know what that is, you can Google it. But um, as well as the, the jokes and the comedy and all that stuff landing, because I want... Because in order to just make people care about the thing you're talking about, sometimes it helps if um, they are entertained by what you're talking about, too, in a way that they don't need to be if they don't know the source material. So it's, you know, I try really hard to make, you know, entertaining content throughout. And, um, you know, I let the, the, the I let the editors have their say as far as, you know, adding their own jokes in there if they want to kind of thing but i know at the end of the day like and i think that was like a critique that people would have of me of making the pony content you know as far as there's just too many create uh cutaway jokes and that kind of thing and they just didn't care about that um which is fair so now with the the newer content we try to do more video essays that are also funny too um yep. there's just like there's like two yeah. categories of content there's passive content which is like this right here this is a podcast now not really going on a lot mm -hmm. in the visuals you just put it on the background and you listen to the voices and you play your video games in the meantime or you, you do some other activity and then you have active content something that has to uh, like have a hundred percent of your attention and that's kind of like your area that you want to work in is that right kp you want to be like the active like someone sits down and watches a program yeah. like they would a cartoon or something yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, I don't think I mean, we've probably talked about it before at this point, because we're like being 70 shows or whatever, 70 podcast episodes. I bet you haven't listened to them all. <laughs> I have. You were there. I was there. Um, I was there. So that's cheating. But, um, you know, um, people have to remember that, like I like we talked about earlier, like sometimes YouTubers will over exaggerate themselves because they are a personality. Versus, you know, some people just want to make, more, like, not more passive content, but they are not, like, one of the centerpieces. And when I say centerpieces, I mean, like, a visual centerpiece, not, like, actual, yeah. like, you know, I'm the best part of the YouTubes. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, but we still make um, content that I'm not in that is just straight up like a narrative or straight up something like that. And like um, one of my learning experiences with the Despective Project is putting my OC in there. People can't separate that from a separate narrative and myself and my personality that I should have just written with an original character, which is fine. I get that on hindsight. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's just about. Yeah, so people, you know, finding what you want, want to people, kind of people being confused for the character with the person. Like, I, I bet you have uh, problems with that, too. Yeah, I was going like, to say people see Blue Dragon and then they, they think that that's you. And that's your that's that that the character you portray is you. Well, I, I mean, it's like the I guess it's like the face that I use on for like online interactions. But no, it, it's more about people have a really hard time understanding that the the whole aspect of playing a character up for entertainment value. Like, I mean, there's been videos I've made where I was like screaming about what's something stupid like d- flavors of donuts or something exercise yeah yeah it's funny we went to the same place that was the exercise video where i was screaming about donuts <laughs> screaming about donuts and people were like people were like you know put it on like kiwi farms wow, like, this wow what, a, what this an idiot yelling about donuts like it's a video about like entertaining it's supposed to be it's, entertaining it's, it's supposed to make you supposed laugh to make you laugh because i'm going nuts over donuts something that's ridiculous something ridiculous yeah but they're like the brain dead yeah, it's one of the reasons I don't make videos anymore. I feel like people don't really appreciate them. <laughs> like, really. I was just going to say, like, I know sometimes I get blocked from, like, people that draw Fluttercord fan art because they automatically think that I personally have a vendetta right. against them for, sh- for, for, sh- okay. for shipping reasons or whatever. But it's like they don't understand you, that I play that up on purpose. You've mentioned this a few times. What, what, what are you talking about? Fluttercord is a ship between um, Fluttershy from My Little Pony and Discord from My Little Pony. And this is a these characters thing? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for watching my videos, dude. No, but um, um, it's something I would play up because I didn't personally like the ship. And people would think I personally disapproved of them. And, you know, that kind of thing. Because I would play up these jokes for comedy and stuff oh, like that. Oh, people take... Oh, God. That's like... <laughs> here we here we go here we go hey, time to time to edit out coffee i was just like that's that's like pure autism like people getting mad because you disapprove of their their shipping of like my little pony characters or making fun of it or whatever that's like pure actual it, it, it is pretty crazy autism yeah it is it, people uh, the people are unable to tell the difference between a joke and a bit well yeah but it's also it's totally ridiculous to get mad because Oh yeah, I disapprove of these two fictional characters <laughs> in a relationship. <laughs> That's really upsetting to me. You don't approve of of a Bowser and Sonic the Hedgehog gay ship. I'm really upset that you don't like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you were you were a part of a dating sim. Did you like? Uh, did Was you I? like get some kind of? <laughs> oh, you're talking about no, Angel Scaly no. Wings mod. Yes, yes. I wouldn't say it was. Yes. Oh, well, I guess that was the most popular mod for that game. So I, it wasn't official well, though. Or did you get people that? But did you get people upset? Like, I don't want to be shipped with 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 Blue Dragon. Yeah. Well, the the developers eventually removed that mod, so I think that that what yeah. is what happened is that people were upset. Yeah, that's that exactly what happened. Was in the game. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too because because that <laughs> i have people tell me all the time that they really like that mod so it's just funny 
So you don't make videos anymore, but um, where can people find you if they want to search online for you? They, now you don't make videos, but you do streaming instead. Oh, just on my YouTube channel. Your YouTube channel, Cothrix? Yeah, I think it's just called Cothrix. Unless I changed again and forgot. How do you, how do you spell uh, that? K-O-T-H-O-R-I-X. And what times they, can they catch you streaming usually? Uh, I usually stream weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, but not Wednesdays. Sometimes Saturdays. Right. It's kind of, you just kind of got to be hopeful that you'll catch me when I'm online. Yep. Just try to make sure we can get get your information out there. Plug, plug, plug your channel, get you some more streamers. Uh, Maybe someone will stick around. They'll, they'll like seeing you. He, he seems fine either way. At Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> oh, yeah. or playing point and click adventure playing, games. Uh, well, I, I played Amorous recently. That was fun. That's Ooh, the, uh, that sounds fun. Furry dating sim. Very notorious furry dating sim because all the characters were were written by furries who don't go outside so the dialogue is very funny it it, it's very (laughs) (laughs) we'll just say that well yeah yeah it's very meme worthy it's very very meme worthy worthy game so very yeah 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 so that's that's why that 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 kind of steam game kind of went a little crazy yeah. All right. So I really appreciate your time with us, Cothrix. Well, thanks um, for having me. You were a very great guest. Um, KP, you would like to add oh, anything? I have, a, I have a new con. I have a new con announcement. Oh, a new con announcement. Woo. Yeah. So I haven't put this on any of my social media. So you guys are hearing it first. And I, by first, I mean, you know. We're looking into the future. <laughs> I'm recording it first. Yeah, whatever. So I, it just got confirmed, like, right at the end of the week so i signed all the paperwork and stuff like that but i will be at wellsboro comic con in wellsboro pennsylvania which is like right on the border of new york and pennsylvania and the other one i think new jersey (laughs) something like that um the other one it's fine um so it's a two-day con it's in like a really cute town area like kind of small townish you know the kind of yeah, mechanical gardens, like walking, hiking tours, you know, playhouses, that think that kind of thing. It's more of an outdoorsy um, convention. When they, yeah, it ha- it's in different places too. Like there'll yeah, be it's, some. Of it it's like a town fair, right? Like it's just like a town party. Yeah, but it's fancier than that. I mean, I don't. This is their first year doing it. They usually do like town festival kind of things, and they're, now they're like, let's do a comic con. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, from my understanding, it's kind of like a town festival kind of thing. Where, but it's comic. Yeah, but our our town does something similar. It's like a music festival every February, where each of the businesses will have their space open for musicians just to play, and people can tour around in like this radius of businesses where they can just listen to music. It's kind of cool, and they have people over, and they they'll go getting guests and stuff. So it's really neat, and I I hope to see you all there. Yeah, I mean you won't be there, but yes, you know. uh, I'll try. I mean, I'll try. You- <laughs> you can't be there if you want you're not allowed but i just assume yeah like, i'm yeah you know. so thanks very much for watching and listening to us and i hope you all have a very great day or weekend or whenever see ya. yep see you next time on the kp podcast Goodbye. Show. bye thank you so much for listening to animation communication on youtube spotify or your favorite podcast provider We are really hoping the show makes a difference in how people view animation as well as media as a whole, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation and media industry. If you like what you heard, please remember to show support by giving a like, a follow, rating those five stars, as well as subscribing to our main 
I Love Kim Possible Lot channel on YouTube and turn your notification on. New episodes of Animation Communication come out every Wednesday at 6 a.m. EST on podcasting platforms and 4 p.m. EST on YouTube. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the KP Podcast for information about upcoming guests, episodes, and more, as well as our hosts, KP and Riddle, at I Love KP a Lot and at Riddle Lightning on social media. I'm Kat, and thank you for being part of our community. See you next time on Animation Communication.